Hello and welcome to the 3 for Thursday podcast from fmi.online, looking at three things in the field of finance. I'm your host, Chris Hewitt, and today's 3 for Thursday is, what are the three biggest hedge funds? So a big headline in the financial world recently was that a big bank, Credit Suisse made a big loss of $4.7 billion as a result of a US hedge fund collapsing, that hedge fund being Arcagos. So today I'm going to ask my guest a bit about that headline and then ask him what are the three biggest hedge funds. Good morning, Ryan. How's it going? Did I get that Credit Suisse headline correct or had I added a few zeros to those (laughs) 4.7 billion losses? No, Chris, good morning. Uh, Nice to be chatting with you again. You are 100% correct. 4.7 billion US dollars and heads have rolled already at Credit Suisse. I see that uh, the head of investment banking is going to be standing down in the next couple of weeks and their chief risk officer has also been asked to find employment elsewhere. So yeah, big ramifications for Credit Suisse. So what exactly happened? I, I can remember eating my breakfast, almost spitting my cornflakes out and watching Sky News. It seems like such a huge loss for a bank in, in, in any times, but particularly linked to a hedge fund. What exactly happened? Arcagos Capital Management, it's actually a family office. A family office is designed to manage the wealth of a single family. And because they are deemed to be a fairly conservative investor, they fought outside the remit of a lot of regulations. But what they were doing, they were running their investments like a hedge fund. So a lot of the headlines that you see around the papers in the last couple of weeks have said, Arcagos Capital Management, this big hedge fund. And while it's not strictly true, they were basically investing and behaving like a hedge fund. Okay, which leads me on to my next question then, Um, because you and I are financial trainers. Um, You've been doing it a bit longer than me. I've been doing it for around 10 years now. Not that much longer, Chris, not that much longer. (laughs) I'm just adding a few years on. Um, One of the the common questions that comes up is trying to explain or define the difference between a fund and a hedge fund. What are some characteristics of a hedge fund? An investment fund, like say a mutual fund and a hedge fund have some similarities, some important similarities, but they have some really critical differences as well. A hedge fund, like a mutual fund, is a pooled investment vehicle. So what that means is investors invest their own capital into the fund, it's pooled together, and then an investment manager makes investment decisions. A mutual fund, a traditional buy side fund, they take that money and they buy stocks and bonds. Hedge funds, however, have a lot larger remit as to what they can actually do with their clients' money. They can borrow, they can use derivatives, they can go long, they can go short. There's no real restrictions as to what they can invest in. Their clients, their investors pooling their money together are typically sophisticated, wealthy investors, rather than perhaps a lot more of the retail investors you get into a mutual fund. So so would I be right in saying then that typically an investor uh, putting their money into a hedge fund is taking on more risk? The very first hedge fund was a long short fund designed to reduce risk. The hedge fund strategies have evolved a lot since that very first hedge fund to incorporate all sorts of different types of strategies. Some of them are relatively low risk. Some of them are a lot higher risk. One of the characteristics that many hedge funds do have, though, that increases their risk is that they use leverage. And what that means is that they borrow money or they use derivatives to increase their exposure to the market to much greater levels than the actual cash that they've got invested in the market. And that's great when the market moves for you. Imagine buying an apartment for a million dollars, but you only put $100,000 of your own money in it. 
So your equity, your investment is 100,000, but the value of your investment, you've borrowed 900,000, so you're 10 times leveraged. If that apartment goes up by 100,000, the value of the apartment has only gone up by 10%, but the value of your investment has doubled, gone up by 100%. So that's the power of leverage. That works the other way though, right? So when that same apartment goes down by 100,000 to 900,000, you still owe 900,000, and all your equity is gone from a 10% reduction. So leverage, and this is really what killed Kagos Capital Management. They were taking lots of leverage, had lots of exposure to a handful of stocks. When those stocks started to move against them, the leverage that they had acquired through derivatives, total return swaps, meant that they quickly ran out of money and went bankrupt. And, and Credit Suisse had a lot of their exposure. What I'd like to do then is go on to today's three for Thursday question. I did allow you the benefit of doing some research this time. That was, so kind, that, that was kind of you because one of my first choices was going to be X Capital from Billions and that's, that's not the answer. I saw episode one of that and I, I didn't carry on. Is it any good? Me and my wife like that one. Okay, that I'll put that on the to-do list. But today's three to Thursday is the three biggest hedge funds. In your thorough research, Ryan, what did you find out? Yeah, so we're basing this on assets under management. What is the total value of all the assets that they manage? Much in the same way as you would measure the size of an asset manager like BlackRock. The names are probably going to be familiar for anybody associated with finance or an interest in finance. Perhaps if you're new to finance, you may not have heard of these hedge funds before. But number one is Bridgewater Associates. And that was started up by a very well-known investor, Ray Dalio. I don't know if you've come across that name, Ray Dalio. He's always on like Bloomberg yeah. and stuff. I think, I think I've read his book, Principles. I think that's okay. the same guy. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, and so he's the co-chief investment officer, co-chairman and founder. So obviously Bridgewater Associates is definitely all about Ray Dalio. He founded very famously the firm back in 1975, years before you were born, Chris, from his two-bedroom apartment in New York. Has, has he, is he still in that two-bed apartment or has he moved on? I think uh, he's moved on to a, at least okay. a, a three-bed plus a, an on Three-bed, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. So, and his two funds that he's, re or the two funds that Bridgewater Associates are really well known for is a pure alpha fund. Um, and a uh -huh. pure alpha fund is, a, is an active investment fund. So they're picking stocks, they're picking bonds that they think are going to either outperform or they're going to short particular stocks that I think are going to underperform the broader market. And the and also another fund called an all-weather fund, which is based on asset allocation. So he's got a stock picker and an asset allocation fund. Those are the two main funds amongst a family of others. Okay, so Ray, Ray Dalio or Ray Dalio is doing quite well. He's an author and he's got the, the number one hedge fund. So who's number two, Ryan? I like that Chris Ray Dalio is doing quite well. Number doing two. quite well, yeah. Number quite well. Uh, number two, uh, Renaissance Technologies. Some people may know them as Rentech. And this is another New York-based hedge fund. A lot of the biggest hedge funds, a lot of the really well-known hedge funds are based in New York or Massachusetts way up that east coast of the US. This is a quantitative hedge fund. So what this means is that they rely purely on mathematical and statistical models to analyze various technical indicators. And those algorithms then drive automated trading strategies. So this is your algorithmic trading. People aren't making decisions. Traders aren't making decisions. It's all run by computers and algos. And they drive that across all different asset classes, stocks, bonds, currencies, futures, et cetera. Okay, so Bridgewater Associates, number one, Rentech, number two. Who is number three on our list, Ryan? 
number three on our list, Chris, you'll be happy. People listening to the podcast can probably tell where you're from and where you're doing this podcast from, Canary Wharf or not far from Canary Wharf. It's a British hedge fund or a British-based hedge fund, Man Group. Okay, that's uh, easy surprise. I would have imagined that, that all three on our list would have been from the US. A couple of my guesses would have been another couple of different US-based hedge funds, something like an AQR, which happens to be one of our clients. But Mangrip's got a really interesting backstory. It was initially founded as a sugar brokerage in London back in 1783. And it's now evolved. If, 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 if we didn't need evidence, this was one of those that you did research for. It was, it was just then. <laughs> if you had that information just at the top of your head, I'd have been slightly worried. But yeah, it's number three. It's actually the world's largest listed hedge fund. So you can actually buy shares in Man Group and it's the largest publicly traded hedge fund there. And like the other two, uh, Renaissance and Bridgewater, they provide a range of funds for their broadly institutional clients. So pension funds, uh, sovereign wealth funds, insurance companies, sophisticated high net worth investors. Brilliant. I, th- I found that a really interesting podcast. Hopefully our, our listeners did too. What I, what I think I'd like to do, Ryan, before I close off the podcast is just invite anyone who's listening either to drop uh, Ryan and I a message on a subject that you think would be li- interesting to listen to. I've got my own personal views and Ryan probably has, but I'd really like to hear from people who are listening to the podcast. Is there a topic that you would think would be interesting. Um, so again, thank you very much, Ryan, for explaining hedge funds to us and, and identifying our top three, although I did give you a bit of a head start with that. Hopefully you are able to get a bit more understanding of what a hedge fund is and understand some of the, the larger hedge funds that are out there. You can support us. We'd love your support. You can do so, so by subscribing, rating, and reviewing our podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Um, and you can check out our free resources at fmi.online. See you next Thursday.